Welcome. You are listening to The Capable Podcast. I'm your personal host, Haley Buck. Here you will hear inspiring or funny stories of what it's like working or living with students or adults with disabilities. Today, my guest is Whitney. She is the founder of Leaf Behavior Support after years of experience as a special education teacher. Whitney, can you tell us a little bit about what is Leaf? Yeah, so LEAF is the learning environment for all families. And it was it started as a tutoring business and then it turned into an in-home company that now provides supportive um, behavior supports, excuse me, for people with various different abilities uh, here in Virginia. Um, we use person-centered supports to teach, you know, parents, caregivers, providers, and things of that nature how to work on skill acquisition. That's amazing. So not only are you the founder of that, but a chief operations officer for the community direct services and a mother of two children with a fiance who strive to help one of your own children with ADHD. Mm-hmm. A little sunshine. <laughs> Lil Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Whitney, for coming on today to share one of your amazing stories. I know you must have plenty, but tell me a story that you can still think about and die laughing to this day. So one of my, you know, I absolutely, like you said, have millions of millions of stories. We were laughing at a ton of them um, earlier, but I still keep in touch with um, one person in particular. And I recall getting a list from the company that I worked for at the time, and they had never done that. So they gave me this list and they said, you know, here's a list of the people you can work with uh, because I'd asked for another person to go on my caseload. And I saw the person's name and it was my son's name. So I didn't know anything about the person, didn't know girl, boy, what they were going to flip over <laughs> or, you know, anything. I just picked them because it was my son's name. I was like, I'm weird like that. So let's do it. Let's go for it. So I picked it. I picked that person, uh, picked the name, went to the house and I remember arriving and he opened the door and he's like, hi. And I was like, hi. And he's like, I'm Jordan. And I was like, hi, Jordan. And he was like, go over there. And I was like, over where? He's like, over there. It's not time yet. And I was like, okay. So I look and it was, it was three minutes before time I was supposed to be there. I was like, okay, good to know. He's a stickler. So his mom comes down and she's like, move out of the way. You can come in. He's like, no, mom, it's not time. He was adamant. I was like, no, it's fine. I'm going to wait where he asked me to wait for three minutes. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, I'm going to wait. So she's like, okay. So off top, she's annoyed. <laughs> she's not finding this amusing at all. She's like, I want to know who you are. Are you crazy? And she still, we talk about that all the time because I tell her she's like one of those moms, like, you're not getting near my kid. I need to make sure you're safe. So I come in and she's like interviewing me 5.0, like not 2.0. She's like grilling me to the max. And I'm like borderline sweating beads. And he's asking me all these questions like, do you like cars? 
do you speak Spanish? <laughs> and I'm trying to engage him and show her like, I can work with him. And she's like, are you safe? <laughs> I was like, yes, no, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so going back and forth <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I gotta show, <laughs> I'm a little bit in charge here. Just a tad, <laughs> not in charge, but I have a say so, you know, so start providing some supports, you know, time go, days go on. And I then learn, you know, I got to be on exact time or he's not going to let me, he's not going to like it too much. So I learned over time that he can hear, he knew all of the neighbor's cars. He could hear them entering the neighborhood. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like he knew whose cars were coming before they passed his house. And that's when I start learning about the amazing skills that some people with autism had. I thought that, that was so phenomenal that he could identify the person's car before it got to the home. Such a smart young man. And he does speak Spanish. His, his mother is um, Peruvian, so he speaks Spanish. Um, and he loves engaging with people from different nationalities and backgrounds. He loves learning about that. So I enjoyed going into the community with him and experiencing those, those things. So one occasion we were going to the grocery store to work on some outcomes and his mom, Miss Grier, is like, I'm going with you. And I was like, okay. She's like, well, let's go. Let's go <laughs> we get in the store and I um, have him, you know, I'm giving him prompts as far as, you know, all right, let's put our hand on the shopping cart and I'm going down the list and she's looking like, why are you making him do that? And I was like, he has to learn the skills, mom. So she's going, going, I'm like, you know, I think something's over there. <laughs> something's on that other aisle. <laughs> and she just looks at me like, no, it's not. <laughs> so we leave the store. I was like, she is not letting up. <laughs> she is not letting up. So we get into, you know, I'm helping him learn to make his bed, things of that nature. And she's just peeking like, why are you making him do that? How dare you make my son learn these things? You're hurting him. I'm like, no, I'm not. So he's eating a hot dog one day and he got up from the table and I was like, hey, bud, you know, come clean your space. And she's like, oh, I got it. And I was like, no. I'm, I'm, I'm standing my ground today, but come clean your spot. <laughs> so he came right back and he loved ketchup with a side of hot dog, by the way. So you can imagine what this plate looked like. It was totally ketchup. He ate the hot dog. <laughs> so he came, he got his plate, rinsed it off, opened the dishwasher, put it in the place that it needed to be in. And then said, Whitney, I'm finished. Can I take a break? I said, absolutely, buddy. Thank you so much. Fist bump. He walked off. Mom is standing there like mouth dropped. And I said, here, have a seat. So I pulled the chair out to come here, come have a seat. And she said, I didn't know he could do that. And I said, let me ask you something. He goes to school all day. Who do you think cleans up after him at school with all of these other students? And she said, I never thought about that. I presume the teachers and the aides. I said, now they will assist, absolutely. But the goal of these programs are not 
to um, do everything for him is to lead to independence. So then my next question to her, and I remember it like it was yesterday because it was one of the most, it was a turning point for her. And it was a turning point for me in realizing the impact what I do when I'm supporting these families. And I asked her, where do you see him when he's 30? And she said, you know, maybe we've turned in the basement into like an apartment for him, you know, and he can live a little independently. And I said, okay, he's 16. At what point do you expect him to learn these skills? And she paused and she said, I've, I've never thought about it like that. And no one has ever put it to me like that. I said, this time is going to fly. And I need you to know that I'm here with your family and your son's best interest in mind. The skills and the goals that we have come up with together are in his best interest to reach the goals that he wants to reach. If you're saying by age 30, you anticipate that he'll be able to thrive in his own apartment, we only have a few years to go before 30. Time is ticking. And she she sat on it for a while. So I said, I'm gonna let you think about that. I said, I'm gonna, you know, in session a little early because I know this was a lot. I could see it on her face. And it was almost like, um, it wasn't a loss per se, but I do know that when um, we as parents, no matter what the diagnosis is, when we hear that diagnosis, there's a sense of a loss that occurs because we have these dreams that we're dreaming up for our children. And when we realize that there's a limitation now put in place, we have to accept that those dreams may not come to fruition. So now we come into, um, you know, we get into our hierarchy of needs. We put some uh, different types of dependencies in place to meet those hierarchy of needs. And now we have to release some of those in order for this person to now reach their own level of independence. So it's a loss in that sense, like, okay, I have to now allow him to thrive and not meet those needs of getting a version of a hug by doing this for him. Mm -hmm. So that's another way she had to let that go. So here we are today. He just turned 22. I still keep in touch with him. I'm not his service provider anymore, but he is an extension of my family. And I was comfortable saying his name because anybody who's in my life knows who he is. <laughs> He's like my bonus son. I still talk to him and his mom and I share his story with everyone that I come across. And he's 22, eight years from 30. And I laugh because I can hear mom if we're on the phone. Hold on. Did you make your bed? <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, we're comfortable. But it took me getting through that barrier. So any parents out there, trust that all service providers out there are not there to harm you. I don't think any are intentionally. There are some that may need a little more training. They may need to get to know you a little better, but feel confident in speaking up for yourselves and knowing that you're, you have needs that need to be met. Your child or loved one have needs that need to be met. And that service provider does want to help you reach those. The teacher does want to help you reach those. The doctor does want to, everybody on that team wants to help your loved one reach that goal. Yeah, for sure. Like I would say, I see that a lot of the time too. It with like parents, they kind of like over kind of do it sometimes. And I'm just like, remember, what are we trying to build? We're trying to build mm -hmm. independence. 
And a lot of the time, sometimes they are surprised that they can do some of the stuff. Yeah. At school, they are supposed to do it. Like they are supposed to put away their lunches. They are supposed to get their backpacks. And I don't think parents necessarily see that part, you know, because they're at work or something. So, but that is like an amazing breaking point for you and that family, like amazing breaking point for mom to like finally realize, oh, like I need to kind of step back and watch it. And she's such an amazing advocate. And since then she has gone on to now become an extension of that lesson she got from me and helping other parents understand that. So even though I'm not still there, she still calls me if she needs, you know, feedback on something, but she's now helped under other parents understand how to break through those uh, barriers of hesitation and things of that nature to help their children get to the other side. She's such an amazing mom. And I tell her that all the time. And I remind her like, look how amazing he is. Look how far he's come since we've started working together. You know, he does his own thing. He gets, you know, he has part-time jobs here and there that he's working and he's just, you know, my little potato. (laughs) That's awesome. Cause like those stories are like, sometimes they're rare, but sometimes they're also like good to hear just like, because it is sometimes I feel like parents feel like it's a never ending cycle. Like it's so much burden on them. You Mm -hmm. know, I think if we saw it more as like a team, yes, all trying to aim for that one goal of independency. So, and I love the fact that the mom is educating other parents like that's huge too. She's big on that. She's big on that. So V Jones, I love you, girl. (laughs) She's amazing. You're amazing. I haven't even met you and you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for that amazing story. And stay tuned for more stories to come on the Capable Podcast. Mm -hmm.